tuning in to the 211th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D-Lane. As always, I want to thank you all for tuning in, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, whichever podcasting app you may be listening to me via. Sorry if things sound a little bit different than normally on the show. I'm uh, recording from a basement in my friends Connell's, Max's, Patrick's, and Anthony's house. I'm in Cleveland, Ohio right now, not Buffalo, the usual studio, so sorry if it sounds different, but I just want to get that out the way and let everybody know. So here we're going to have for the show today, not going to be the typical podcast we do on Fridays with Ben Karen, host of the Sports Squabbler podcast, where we preview uh, college football and the NFL for the week. I'm going to have uh, Silas Garrison on a regular, and we're going to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers uh, capturing their 17th championship what it means for guys like LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Me and Silas also get into a conversation if Anthony Davis can surpass Dwayne Wade and be a top 20 player of all time as LeBron James disrespected as an athlete, right, a superstar athlete in uh, American sports. So we get into all that. And lastly, before we get to the pod today, I do want to say this. So on Monday, gonna again, as usually we have for the show, we're going to find a way to get Kenny Simon, scouting expert for 247 Sports, and as we've been doing every Monday, uh, we are going to break down NFL Week 6, a lot of stuff to discuss. There will be a lot of stuff to discuss, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that, and that's on Monday, as always. Now, kind of next, after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, you're going to hear me and Silas Garrison talk about LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Coming up next, after the break. Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have my brother, Silas Garrison, with us. How you doing, Si? What's good, What's good? What's good? Let's do it. Let's pod. So, Si, this is where we're going to start. So, I give it up to you. I'm going to give you the floor. Just to, just to talk, speak your mind. The Los Angeles Lakers are the NBA champions. You told me eight months ago when the season first started, they were better than the Clippers. They were better than the Bucks. I opposed you. You were right. I was wrong. I'm going to give you a credit. I'm going to clap for you right here. You were right. Just get it all out of your system, Silas. Let it all out. I'm man enough to take it. Let it all out. Really? For me? Okay. So, it really just comes down to this. Um, I think the thing that frustrated me more than anything was after LeBron got injured and before we even assess what happened this past season, let's just address this. The man was injured. Before he got injured, they were the fourth seed. They tried to get Anthony Davis, which ended up making these young kids not want to pick And, and you're talking about last year. You're talking about last year. You're talking about last year, yeah. LeBron's first year in Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, when you think back to Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, um, who else was the other one? Josh, Josh Hart. Um, Kuzma. I mean, they pretty, Kuzma, right? They pretty much traded everything and all the picks away to get Anthony Davis, and this is the reason why. Because in spite of B.I.'s great season, Brandon Ingram, nobody, nobody in that trade won except for the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, now that's just a fact. Um, and we see the result of it. Now, I want to talk about this really quick. 
LeBron James was hurt. And before he got hurt, he was the fourth seed in the West. He gets hurt. He comes back. They try and get Anthony Davis. It messes up the chemistry of the Los Angeles Lakers. They don't end up making the playoffs. This year, he gets Anthony Davis. They go to the championship and win it. And I don't want to hear any excuses about why the Clippers, because everybody played in the bubble. So let's not say, oh, it was the bubble. Everybody played in the bubble. And don't tell me, oh, well, LeBron's 36 years old, so he needed time, and this was good for him because he needed to. No, 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 no. Because last time I checked, he was picking up steam when the season was ending. And I believe so heartedly that if LeBron James had finished this season, he would have finished the season. And if they had played all 82 games, he would have finished this year as the MVP. And if you look at the trajectory after the All-Star game, most people would be inclined to agree with me. Now, that's that. That's just one thing. As it pertains to the bubble, it came down to mental focus. It came down to who wanted it bad enough. It came down to preparation and consistency. LeBron James' team is anything. That myth that LeBron James is a bad leader has to go out the window. Because you had the Clippers. You had the Nuggets. The Clippers were up double digits three times going into the fourth. Three times. And they choked every time. And the Nuggets walked them down every single time. Fact. This isn't any type of Indian window that happened. So I don't want to hear anything at all today or anywhere where, oh, if LeBron would have faced the Clippers, they had their chance and they messed up. LeBron did. They stayed the course and then ran through the Nuggets like Grab Rumman ran through tax dollars in the 80s. You had the Houston Rockets. Two MVPs on that team walked them down. So I don't want to, and then, and don't tell me about the Bucks. The Bucs had a chance to beat the Heat. They could not. The Celtics had a chance to beat the Heat. The Heat walked the Bucks down. <laughs> the Heat walked the Bucks down. So I don't want to hear absolutely anything at all about who LeBron faced in the finals. I don't want to hear anything about how 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 easy of a road it was. It was easy because it was LeBron James and Anthony Davis together. Say that. I don't want to hear anything ever about how LeBron didn't face the Clippers because, once again, the Clippers are bottom feeders in L.A. Now, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Tell us how you really after feel, this, Silas. After, uh, after I, got, I have to. I have to. I have to. After this year, I have to be honest with you. Um, LeBron James, to me, and he's always done this, for, for a while after after he came from three one down. I think this just further solidifies the fact that he is at the very least the best basketball player to have this career. He has had the most dominant career in NBA history. I might push back on that a little bit, Silas, but we won't we won't go there quite yet. Uh, a lot of interesting things. Like I said, you were right. Uh, best team all year long. I, I do want to specifically get to this because you mentioned 
let's not say that this was a uh, asterisk on this title, right? Uh, and take away from it because people might say the Clippers didn't play or the Bucks didn't even get there and they played the Heat who were kind of hurt, banged up, and the Heat team isn't a star-studded team. So to those people who think that, that think the bubble, corona, all this stuff led to the Lakers winning, that in a normal reg NBA postseason, that what happened would not have happened. What do you say to those people, those skeptics? I would say this. I think that we can all agree that the Lakers, regardless of the situation, were going to beat the Blazers. Okay? So let's check that one off. Well, not Charles Barkley. <laughs> no comment. I think we can agree that the majority of the people did think that the Lakers were going to beat the Rockets. And maybe that could have won six. But considering that Anthony Davis is six foot everything, I did foresee the Lakers dominating that series. I called that as well. I called both series of the five, regardless of the bubble. Okay, so then the only person that you have to worry about now is the Clippers. I don't know what the bubble has to do with you going up three different times in three different four quarters in three different closeout games and not finishing it. What the hell does that have to do with the bubble? <laughs> and, and, and by the way, everybody else is in it. So why, so why did Jamal Murray win? Why did, you, why, did the Nuggets, why did the Nuggets advance if it was the bubble? Well, Silas, because the Clippers weren't mentally tough enough. But that doesn't mean they weren't a better team. If you aren't mentally tough enough to finish a team when you were up three times in a closeout game to go to the Western Conference Finals, you're not a better team. Like, I, I don't know what the, that's like. That's like saying we. That's like saying you have leadership, but you don't have a lieutenant. How can you have a leader without a lieutenant? Now, I, I do want to mention. So when we talk about leadership uh, and mental toughness, because LeBron gets short-sighted that way. I think a lot of people don't think he's that leader. He has that killer mentality. And I want to mention this because this is interesting. His one black mark, I think we could all agree, was Dallas 2011. Uh, he choked. He was not himself. There were times where J.J. Beret and Jason Terry, who were like six foot, were guarding him and he could do nothing. It looked like his brain broke. Ever since then, and specifically, I'm going to say ever since, Game 6 at Boston, 2012, the Celtics are up 3-2. And I just want to put this in perspective for everybody. This is coming after uh, 2011 when the collapse against Dallas happened. We're in 2012. The Heat are up 2-0 in that series. The big three Celtics in Rondo, they win the next three games. Paul Pierce hits a couple clutch shots in Game 5 of Miami. The Celtics are up 3-2, going back to Boston. I remember like it was yesterday, so much talk. Will the Heat be traded? Do you trade Wade and Bosh? Can LeBron get it done? Is LeBron mentally tough? And LeBron dropped 40 and 15, just about, on their head. Took it to game seven. And ever since then, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, LeBron has always delivered when his team has needed him, no matter who has been alongside him. Whether it's been Matthew Dellavedova, or Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, Codwell, Pope, LeBron has taken all these people for the ride. 
since since that day in 2011, right? Since that series. So I just want to say this, when we encapsulate this run, how dominant is it? Because because it's truly special. That's one of the most special things. And, and a run where he's been in the finals every year except for one when he was hurt. Right. Well, I will say this. this. And this is the thing that hurts me the most about the legacy talk of LeBron James. is because right now we're sitting here and we're saying that he's won four championships. But more people want to talk about the six final losses without even putting those final losses into their proper context. I don't have to do that right now because, I mean, it's, it, to, to do that is literally just raining on this man's parade right now. But we know good and well that the majority of the finals is that he lost. If the, if the chips just fall another way, he wins those championships if, if it wasn't for significant injuries. And two of those championships, LeBron had absolutely no business being in the playoffs, or not in the playoffs, had no business being in the championship if it wasn't for LeBron James. They would have never even gotten there. That's a fact. So when you talk about this dominance that LeBron James has had, what I have to say is when I when I think of the, the losses, I think we see. All right, stay with me here. I think a lot of this dominant run gets lost because of what happened ultimately at the end, which was him losing six finals. And I heard somebody on on, uh, ESPN say, or or maybe it was Fox, um, whoever it was, they were like, you know, sometimes I think LeBron James, it would be better for his legacy if he just never went to those finals. If he just went to the finals and won. Because we, we we hang you more if you lose in the finals than if you don't go at all. Why do we do that? Forget the fact that you went, how, not you, Daryl, I, I, you've been honest with it, but, and, and you've been fair to LeBron in that regard, but there are so many people who will leave LeBron out to dry and leave him for dead because he loses in the finals, but nobody's going to say anything about the fact of the matter that he went to so many finals. Well, why do you I think people, test. why do you think go people, ahead, well, why do you think people do that though? I, I, well, number, so here's the thing. A lot of people don't, we're, we're such adolescent learners, so the only thing we want to see at the end is the result, and if the result isn't what we want it to be, then we just hang on that premise. So LeBron James losing in the playoffs is one thing, right? And you lost in the playoffs, you didn't make it. But you losing in the finals is so much more of a, of, a, of a blemish because everybody's watching. I'll give you an example, Daryl. Which one did LeBron James get hanged for more? The fact that he didn't make the playoffs last year or the fact that he lost the championship to the Golden State Warriors and he got swept by the Golden State Warriors when uh, in 2018? I think... People care so much more about 2018, even though that was easily an MVP season. <laughs> he was clearly the best player in that series, and it wasn't enough. Because he is literally facing, in my opinion, a top three team of all time. With a squeegee and a mop bucket. His point guard is a squeegee and a mop bucket. Well, 2017, let's not do Kyrie like that. that's what he's playing with going against the Golden State Warriors. So people care more about your loss in the finals because everybody's watching you. Not everybody's watching you not make the playoffs. Well, we were watching it, but we were like, eh, you didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, hurt. Like, we're willing to make excuses for that because it didn't happen on the biggest stage. 
But when everybody's watching you on the biggest stage, we don't care about any excuses, no matter how valid. Everybody's watching it so you get held to that. And LeBron gets, hanged, gets hung out to dry more than anybody else because he's lost so many finals in spite of him going to so many. Silas, do you think, and I know what you're going to say to this, but I just want you to explain this to people. LeBron James has been disrespected. As I mentioned before, just his track record this decade, the type of player he is, what he represents. And, and you and me have talked about this in terms of the criticism he gets. Uh, one of the most scrutinizing, criticized athletes, especially in American team sports, maybe in all of sports, if you want to count the whole world. Why do you think LeBron is so disrespected? Because I know you think he is disrespected, but why do you think he is disrespected? Because because you see a man so great, and then there's the 4-6 Mafia who is saying, more finals, losses, and wins. He's not clutch like Kobe. He's not clutch than Michael. And actually, he has a better shooting percentage in the closing moments than both Kobe and Michael. So I think there's a couple reasons why, he's, why, he, why he gets hated on. Um, number one, he gets hated on for the same reason that Eminem gets hated on, the same reason why Jay-Z gets hated on, the same reason why Tom Brady gets hated on, he always gets compared to another version of himself. And when you've been that great for that long, when you take any type of step back or decline whatsoever, we just say that you're not the player that you used to be. Or we compare you to a to a to a Kobe or a Michael. Knowing that you knowing good and well you guys have two differently two different games. Like your games aren't even the same, and it's not even a comparable. Everybody says this. LeBron plays ten times more like Magic than any than any time that he ever played like Kobe and, and Michael. But whatever. Um, but he gets this hatred because he's been so great for so long. So like, now the biggest thing is like, oh, Miami LeBron or Cleveland LeBron, or he's not the same player. And I, I, I think Eminem said it this, the best. Rather than getting, rather than giving us credit on longevity, you just look at us and say we're not as good as we used to be. And he said, even if I'm not as good as I once was, I'm still twice as good as you'll ever be. <laughs> so I don't know why you're talking to me. And that's how I feel about LeBron. Let's just say LeBron isn't the same player in Miami. What does that say? So if you rebuke LeBron James for not being the same player in Miami when he was the best player in the world, how do you explain him winning championships right now and still being the best player on a championship team? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what does that say about you? You're saying he's declined and he's winning championships going to finals consistently and nobody can stop him going to the paint. He's still the best driver in basketball and he still passes better than anybody else in the league. What am I supposed to think about that? And he's older than all the other people that are in their prime. So, so, so it, it, it just comes down to this. It's a sexy story to hate. And you know how it is, Daryl. People love to hate. You don't, you, don't, you don't hate on somebody who ain't got nothing. You only hate on the people that, got, that you know what I'm saying, that got, that got stuff to lose. So that's all it is. You're not going to hate on a, on a Caldwell Pope unless he screws up a LeBron James win or a Danny Green who literally threw away, threw away game five. You're only going to hate on them in the moment. But, but, but even when that happened, what was the first thing that people talked about? Oh, LeBron should have taken a shot. Knowing good and well that was ridiculous for him to take that shot. 
So, like LeBron James said on Instagram today, I'm sure that, you know, the bloggers are going to start talking and they're going to make up some thing that, you know, I haven't done, that nobody in the league has done, and then I'm going to have to go out there and improve that again. It's just, it's just a part of the greatness. Put it like this. In essence, hatred is just a part of the greatness. It just comes with the territory. Now let's get to the finals. Uh, after they won, they did uh, both LeBron James and Anthony Davis did a sit-down interview with Rachel Nicholas, reporter for uh, ESPN. And something that Anthony Davis said, which I think was very telling, she asked, like, how does it all come together? How does it work? And AD said, well, because we're both two selfless superstars who are alpha males. Just talk about that, because I think a lot of that doesn't get talked about, because I know there's the whole Kobe dynamic into this. People compare LeBron to Jordan. Uh, for better or for worse, you know, Kobe and Shaq ended well because of selfishness. Though they were both alpha males, you could make an argument Michael Jordan, he was one of the most selfish superstars of all time. Right. Just talk about the fact that LeBron's able to give himself up to Anthony Davis. Like, if you, if, I think truly LeBron wouldn't care, even though he won Finals MVP. He wouldn't care if Anthony Davis won Finals MVP. I think he'd be happy for Anthony Davis, and he'd be his biggest supporter. And that's not always the way it works, because sometimes there's jealousy, there's resentment, there's you know I'm the best. But maybe sometimes there's also when you know you're the best, you don't need to say it, <laughs> right? When you right. when you know what it's about, when you when you know what time it is, you don't really, you don't need people to tell you. You don't have to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Well, I'll say this with. You know, I, I remember listening to an interview with Kobe, and um, after they had, I think it was after they either won or lost, no, it was after they lost their, their last uh, championship. They, uh, <laughs> he, uh, the the blogger started coming out and saying that Kobe's riding Shaq's coattails, and after, and after that, Kobe was like, man, I gotta go. Either I'm gonna leave, or he has to leave, one or the other, but I'm not going to. I, you guys think I'm not? You you think I'm winning championships because I'm wearing coattails? Oh, I gotta go. And that was an ego thing inside of Kobe. You know what that sounds familiar of? Michael Kyrie Jordan. Irving. Oh, Kobe, no, Kyrie Irving, Kobe Bryant's mentor, right? And when you think about that, you think about you know Kyrie after he won a championship, went right back to the finals. They face a juggernaut. He wants to leave, and it's all, and it's been reported on a consistent basis that the only reason why he wanted to leave is because he didn't want to play in LeBron's shadow. And, and you want to know, this also says the man that LeBron is, because if it was Kobe, right, Kobe took shots at Jack, kind of, you know, Kobe jokingly said, you know, when he wanted to spit, you know, that's one and more Kyrie than Jack. That's, that's one more than Jack. Le LeBron, Kyrie has kept LeBron in his mouth, has kept LeBron's name in his mouth, and LeBron hasn't said a thing. LeBron could, have LeBron could have very easily, you know, after he won, just listed off, just, you know, like Kyrie tried to say that he never had any teammates who were clutch when that whole thing happened on Kevin Durant's podcast. LeBron could have been like, you know, I, you I've know, won no matter who it is. You ain't got to spill the tea, Dale. You ain't got to spill the tea. Don't, don't, I'm just saying, LeBron could have very easily, LeBron could have very easily done that. He could have very easily done that. I'm here still winning, while some people I played with, they haven't won anything, but people want to talk about me. And that would have been fact. And he took the, and he, yeah, just, yeah, and, you know, he took the high road. And in the midst of him taking the high road, he's still out here winning championships at age 30, 36. So, so I guess my, and, my, and I guess my point is, 
you know, Shaq, or not Shaq, yeah, Shaq and Kobe, and Kyrie and LeBron ended. The difference between Kobe and Shaq, when they ended, it was terrible. It could have went left between LeBron and Kyrie. LeBron took the high road. And LeBron even said it. Emotionally, like, all I wanted him to do was be the best version of himself. And I was willing to take a back seat to him to let him get his offense started. I just thought he was great. I thought he was spectacular. Okay, now that's what he said. Well, now let's bring it full circle. You get an Anthony Davis who does not care. Everybody's saying the same thing about Anthony Davis that they said about Kyrie when he was with LeBron. And they and LeBron and AD, they just ignore it and they keep on going. And by the way, winning heals all wounds, right? Like if you're winning, there's not much to there's not much to complain about, really, you know. But they just both want to win. This is why I think, for me, I still think Shaq and Kobe might be the most dominant duo in history for the time that they were together. But I do have to say, I would not be surprised if LeBron and AD win more championships. Oh, whoa, whoa, Silas. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. Th- that, 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 <laughs> okay. Because we always say that they should have won more. Daryl, me and you have always said that. We always said that Kobe and Shaq could have won more championships. Well, they, they won three. They, they won three and went to four in five years. Yeah, yeah. And they could have won, won four. It could have easily stayed together and won some more. But it was selfish. Selfish. That's the only thing. Selfish. See, I've heard somebody say the one thing that can kill a team is expectations. And I agree with that. But after reading and hearing about Shaq and Kobe, the thing that ruined them wasn't expectations. They lived up to that. It was greed. Well, I don't see any greed between Anthony Davis and LeBron. And quite frankly, I don't see another duo that's as dominant as them coming anytime soon. Well, okay. I actually have to ask you this in terms of duos. I mean, there's Pippen, Jordan. Uh, there's Magic Kareem, uh, Kobe Shaq, Steph KD, that's another duo. But Michael Jordan and Scotty were not like, they weren't like a, like a, they weren't a A and a B, like it was more like A, 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 Michael and like B. But, well, listen, all I'm going to say is that duo got more rings than everybody else's duo. So I got to give that duo some respect by putting them in that conversation. Okay, but even take take Michael and Scotty out. Magic and Kareem. Kobe, Shaq. You have Steph, KD. Where, where do the Lakers, where do uh, LeBron and AD rank in that pantheon? You can even say... Oh, they're not, oh, they're not, oh, they're not there yet. They're not there yet. They're not there yet. This is only one championship. But I foresee them... Oh, let's see. KD and Steph I, got oh, two. No. How about this? Hey, 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 hey. How about this, D? How about this? I'm here to call it right now. LeBron James and AD, they gonna three peat. But okay, if they if they three peat, I think that's a conversation with Kobe and Shaq. I, I still wouldn't say they're better than Kobe and Shaq if they three peat. I didn't say that they were better. I said they were going to be a better duo. And the reason why they're a better duo is because they're not selfish. No, that's true. They actually like each other. They actually like each other. They're going to be a, like they are easier to coach. They're going to be better captains together. Like, like Kobe and Shaq, like put it like this: Kobe and Shaq, they won in spite of. They dealt with each other. Yes, they won. Yes, they won in spite of. They, I, I, I genuinely believe that. An, 
I genuinely believe that Anthony Davis is a friend of LeBron James. Like that they that he would go to his house and talk to him about life, like being a man. Like, like, like I don't think that was necessarily going on with Kobe. And Shaq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went their own, they went their own ways. Kobe, the late great Kobe Bryant, went home to his beautiful wife Vanessa. It was like, yo, get this ogre out of my face. <laughs> no, no, that that and part of that is true. Now I do want to go to here. Okay. So, LeBron's teammates, and we've talked about this, AD. Where does LeBron, where does AD rank in terms of LeBron's teammates? So, you have Anthony Davis, you have Dwayne Wade, you have Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Where, where does Anthony Davis rank? Because those are the top three names that come to mind. And we can put Chris Bosh in there. How, how would you rank all, all those four? You guys are, this is ridiculous. AD is by far, and it's not even close, the best oh. player that LeBron James ever played with. It's not close. It's not close. It's not close. It's not even a little bit close. Here's the thing. When this is all said and done, AD is going to go down as a better player as, as Dwayne. Oh. Player than Dwayne Wade. No, no. Let, let, first of all, it's not a competition between Dwayne Wade and Kyrie. Like, Dwayne Wade was better the first year. Okay, how about this? Let me, guys, everybody just listen to me. Let me give you guys some perspective. Throw out everything I just said. Just listen to this one piece. Anthony Davis is just reaching his prime right now. When LeBron James had Dwayne Wade, he was getting out of his prime. Kyrie Irving was just stepping into his prime. Let me ask you a question. Whose prime is better, Kyrie Irving or Anthony Davis? I don't have to answer that. You guys know the answer. Okay, so boom, right there. Anthony is clearly better than Kyrie. And by default, by default, he's better than Dwayne Wade because Dwayne Wade was out of his prime. There's no other competition. Chris Bosh, come on, that's ridiculous. 2011, I think... The first year, 2011, Dwayne Wade, you can argue him. That's one year. No, I'm just saying that for that year, though, because Anthony Davis has only been there for one year. So, so, so you're going to tell me, <laughs> you're going to tell me Dwayne Wade was better than Anthony Davis was this year in 2011. You believe 2011 that? Dwayne you Wade versus that. 2019 versus 2019 Anthony Davis. You believe that, Daryl. You believe that. This man was like top five in MVP. So was Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was a top five player in 2011. He was a top three player in 2011. He was a top five player. That doesn't mean that he contributed top five statistics. Because he was playing with LeBron and Chris Bosh. Yes, yes. And so was Anthony Davis in 2019. And he still put up those numbers. Dwayne Wade was averaging the same amount of... and Dwayne Wade and LeBron James had the same stats, basically, that year in 2011. Okay, okay. Who is the better teammate? I am saying I believe Anthony Davis is a better teammate, and he fits better to Anthony Davis. LeBron James and Anthony Davis fit better than LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Well, that's true. Because, I mean, that's true because LeBron and Dwayne Wade are redundant to some degree. I mean, you have a big and you have a guard. Yes, they are very redundant. Both of them need the ball. Both of them, you know, it's, it's difficult for them to play without the ball. They can, but it's not their preference. So a lot of it's kind of like you go, I go, you go, I go. All right. I think Anthony, I think LeBron literally wants Anthony Davis to go first. And LeBron will get his because he loves passing the ball. He loves orchestrating the offense. And here's one thing that I love. Anthony got LeBron to want to play dominant defense again. Anthony said, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to challenge you on the defensive side of the ball. And he did. That is true. Iron sharpens iron, Silas. Iron sharpens. Thank you. Thank you. So this is all I'm saying. I think it's a better fit. I think LeBron also needed 
Anthony Davis more than he needed Dwayne Wade at that time. So I think that LeBron's going to need him in the long run. And here's the thing. We all know this. This is a fact. Anthony Davis, barring injury, his prime will be higher than Kyrie Irving's and Dwayne. Oh, whoa. It will be. No, it will. No, stop. And I love Dwayne Wade. I hate doing this. But he's not going to be on Anthony Davis' club. Dwayne Wade is, a, is, the third, is the third greatest shooting guard to ever play the game. Let's let's uh, let's slow down on so that. What, so, so, what's, so what's AD going to go down at? Because you know he's going to win some more chances. Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowinski, Carl Malone, Charles Barkley. I just named five people that I... Charles Barkley, what did he ever do? You he won, an, he won an MVP and took his team to the finals and ran into Jordan. Daryl, you told me you like winners. I do. What he win? What Charles Barkley He won an MVP. He, he won an MVP. A pear tree. He won an MVP. Are you done? Is that it? I didn't know they give you rings for an MVP. Russell Westbrook got, Silas. An, got an MVP. Tim Duncan. Has, he, Tim Duncan. Russell Westbrook has an has an MVP, and he has two, and he has three beautiful children with a beautiful wife. <laughs> no rings. Charles Barkley also took his team to the finals as the best player on the team. Uh, Anthony Davis. And then what? And then what happened? And then what he happened? ran into one of the greatest players of all time, in my opinion, the goat. That's what happened. Okay, so bo- okay, boom. Next, who else? Carl Malone. What he win? You can't say Anthony Davis is better than Carl Malone. Then you can't say that. You you might be able. You, ha- you know what? Here's what I'll say. I'll give you this. You can argue that Anthony Davis's peak is uh, like this is a totally different conversation now. You can argue Anthony Davis's peak will be better than Carl Malone's. I cannot say he will have a better career when it is all said and done. In terms of Tim Duncan, that is a no. I wouldn't take him ahead of Dirk Nowinski or Kevin Garnett personally at the moment. I think highest to me... me... Why are you doing this, Daryl? You and me both know... Like, this, this isn't debatable. Here's one thing that's fact. You and me both know there are better power forwards than the hard shooting guards in this league. Historically. You know that. So you know Anthony Davis is not going to be a t- maybe a top three, top two, you know what I'm saying, power forward. But you know the shooting guard, like like Mark Rushmore, is not as deep as the power forwards. But my point is, look, irregardless, irregardless, Anthony Davis is going to go down as a better player than Dwayne Oh, we disagree on that. That's debatable. Okay. That's debatable. Okay. I, I, listen, I have a lot of respect. I'm telling you. Dwayne, I have, no, I have no evidence. I have no evidence of this. I'm telling you as a prophet. Do, in my opinion, size, Dwayne Wade is a top 20 player of all time. He's a top 20 player of all time, in my opinion. I, I just don't see why Anthony Davis, based off of what I've seen, how unique he is, I do not see why Anthony Davis cannot go down as a top 20 player. He, he can, I but I, I'm just saying we haven't seen it yet. Like I, I'm just saying I need to see more before we go there. Before we go there. And I'm, and I'm telling you, with the eyeball test, that's his peak, and I think he's going to reach it because he's playing with Well, Roger. we're going to have to wait to see that. And once again, I want to thank Silas Garrison for coming on the podcast. always appreciate it. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, Monday, me and Kenny Sim are going to be on the show. We're going to have Kenny Sim on the show, scouting expert for 247 Sports, going to break down everything that happened in the NFL in Week 6. And lastly, I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode, the 211th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.